looking at times and seasons, the gates of greatness, the gates that leads us to greatness as we look forward into the new year. And uh, so I want to encourage you to have this great hope and purpose in the work that we do. Can we go together to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. And it says, to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. And usually we will ask the question that when the year started, 2017, January the 1st, or even before, what were your intentions? What is it that you set your heart to do? What is it that you have achieved as well? Because this is a good time to take stock and say, well, if I look back, these are the things. Yesterday, we had just over 30 of our leaders here in the church, Saturday the 30th, and we were talking about the many things that we have already agreed for the year 2018, literally our year starts in, in September. And so we're doing a revision. What are the other things that need us to really uh, pay attention and to do? And this is the challenge I want to bring to you that God, from the beginning, has a purpose and intent for your life. And all of us have got seasons in our life. There are times, there is a time when a child is born, as the scripture teaches us. And we reach puberty, around 12, 12 years of age, we reach poverty, and when we reach that stage of manhood or womanhood, we start to discover the person that we are. But beyond that moment, that's when serious guidance is needed, and our life changes. We enter into 10 years, and just over 1920, 21, we enter into adulthood. And we will then reach middle age, which is where I am as of this moment, and then you become an old man. You know, I, I, I can see my old, old man days. We were talking yesterday with the church, and I want to share with you a little bit. I hope this will help you as you make resolutions and as you make the decision to say, as I enter into a new year, what into the new calendar year, what are my intents? What are the things that I desire God to do for me? And what are the things that I believe my life has been made and created for? So I was saying to the leaders, you know, in 10 years' time, some of us, they're very jumped You know, you will be an old man, literally. Uh, you will still look young, but according to the laws of the land, you are old. So the question I want for you is, how old will you be in 10 years' time? What will you have achieved? I'm, I'm forever grateful that I'm a pastor. One thing that I regret, I wish... I was a pastor at 2021, 22. Because if I was a pastor at 2021 and 22, I'm just trying to imagine how far will maybe I could have gone to the moon by now. Maybe I will be on the project to go to Mars. I don't know. But my, my issue here is to say to you, it's never too late to do something significant. And I hope you will be stimulated as we get into the scriptures and go deeper to try and make sense of our life and to try and make sense of life itself. So, the book of Psalm 90, verse 12. Can we go there? Psalm chapter 90, verse 12. I will encourage you in the evening, come with a pen and a paper. You know, in the church, we believe in writing. We believe you are a leader. You, tomorrow, you might be given the chance to share with somebody. Or come with your iPad, your smartphone. Write these things. You'll be shocked. You might be asking the evening, as you are at home, can we do the last prayer? Uh, some verse to read and you are the one who's supposed to be reading the verse because they think you are coming from church so i'll encourage you to do so psalm 90 verse 12 it says so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom so i want us to look at it on the part it says teach us to number our days and carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts teach us to number our days. One of the major reasons that we met yesterday was to number our days. Don't ever believe you have tomorrow. Tomorrow might not be. And sometimes some of us, we look at our life and say, I'm still young. I have life ahead of me. But Jesus, we, we, we understand that in three years, he has achieved so much and his life ended. So the issue is not 
The blessing is not the longest life that you live. It's fulfilling your life purpose. Jesus, is, we are told 33, 33 and a half, he has already done the mission. He was done. And he had to exit. And in the same way, I want to challenge you to say, number your days. Can you tell your neighbor, you must number your days. You know how do you number your days? You write down the things you do, want God to start to do for you. Or the things that you believe you need to do for God. Let's, let's take you out of the picture because I'm going to be coming against you trying to fulfill your own vision. But I want you to have that. It says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. In other words, when we start to understand and take our day seriously and understand the call of God upon our life, as the people, as the year started, the year has come to an end, what is it that is significant that we have done? I like asking people this question. Let's assume you are dead. And your, your casket or kufen, whatever, is here in the church. And all your friends and family, all the people who love you, they have come. And those who don't love you, they have come as well to make sure that you are dead. Everybody is there. And this is the one thing. What is it that you want people to say? Or what do you think the people will say? Can you tell your neighbor what you think people will say? One dominating words that they will say. Can you tell your neighbor, I think when I'm dead, people are going to say this about me. Be serious. You are, number, you are numbering your days. You are numbering your days. You are telling us what the end will be. I've asked this question many times. All our pastors in our campuses, I ask them, I say, I want you to write on a piece of paper what you want people to say when you are dead. You won't believe they wrote. I still have those papers. One, one of the pastors that was there is Pastor Mesh. He wrote, he was still a young boy. He was not a pastor at the time. He was just at the university. I think he was doing his articles just at the end part of his, of his uh, university life. When I took one of the papers a few years after and I looked, he has achieved all the things that he wanted people to say when he's dead. And he's not yet dead. And he has lived possibly another 15 years after he wrote his, his, ori his original first obituary. Does it make sense? It changed how, he, how you look at life. If you understand I might not have as much life. So there is no time to be fighting with others. There's no time to waste on individualism. So I want to take you into that journey and I want to challenge you to say, seriously think about it. If I was the one in the casket, I was the one to be buried, what is it that people are going to say? And what will be the dominating statements or words that people are saying about you as an individual? Or people will say, will say, thanks to God, he's gone. Life will be better now. You know, you know, there are people in the township here, somebody was killed. Everybody was dancing. It's like, you know, the criminal, the most terrifying person has died. So everybody's very happy that they, are, they have exited. They'll have a good time. I don't know if you remember Muhammad Gaddafi when he died. People were dancing. But they didn't know. They were dancing to a great lion. There's no other lion like him. Libya will never be the same again. Now today they are remembering. They are crying. They wish. That happening didn't happen because sometimes when you look at things, they look very light, but the, the, the level of impact is tremendous. I've got a few points that I'm going to give to you, and I pray by the grace of God that we'll be able to finish. Yesterday when we were with the pastors, they were telling me it's not possible that we'll finish these points uh, when we teach about uh, the end of, of the year and looking forward into the, the new year. Number one, purpose is fulfilled within time. Purpose, purpose is fulfilled within time. Purpose is fulfilled within time. Let's talk a little bit about what is purpose so that we can help each other. Purpose is very important. Purpose is redefining who you are, and keeping the main thing to be the main thing. Most of us, we have not redefined 
purpose and we are not keeping the main thing, the main thing. Usually in soccer we say play the ball, don't play the man. In other words, in your endeavors to achieve whatever that you do, focus on the real thing. The real thing we are playing soccer and the main focus is the ball. So don't, don't, don't hurt or cause pain to others. And in this regard, purpose is very key to where you will end up. As we look back from the year that has passed, but most importantly, looking into the future, as we are going to make final resolutions, to say, this is what I want to see God do. I want you to think seriously about purpose. Ask yourself a question. Why are you doing what you are doing? Why are you doing what you are doing? Because purpose defines the, the, the things that you are doing. Why are you doing what you are doing? Vision translates into purpose. If, the Bible says where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. If there is nothing that you live for, if there is nothing that drives you, if there is nothing that anchors you in this life, you are not going to, to fail. There are people that just help them to come in. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So purpose is very key to where we want to go. So purpose carries with it the momentum to move forward. When, when you have purpose, then it will give you the speed or the necessary movement to achieve the things that are said before you. Let me give you a simple definition of purpose. We just said just now, welcome. We just said now, purpose is fulfilled within time. In other words, there is a space you can only do certain things. You see, as a young woman, there is a time for you to give birth. Did you know? Did you know the eggs in the womb of a woman gets finished? Yeah, they get finished. When they get finished, you go into monopause. Nothing finished. Finito. Complete. Everything is gone. Isn't it? The same way as the eggs get rotten and uh, stale, even women's eggs, the same. That's why I said certain age, the doctors will advise you, it's not a good time. Because your eggs have long. When you are born as a woman, you come with those eggs already there. So they're already in the shelf. Can you imagine, they say, the eggs of a chicken, how long are they fresh? Seven days. If, if you want to see if the egg is fresh, you take it, put it in a glass, transparent glass, put the egg inside. It has got that uh, oval. Yes. If the egg starts to point up, the egg already started to give its way. No matter somebody. It's starting to fertilize itself. And if you break it, you'll realize there is some, something like black. It already embryo has started to form and something is coming. So my, my challenge to you is that purpose gives us, we, we have to fulfill, we say purpose is to be fulfilled within time. So you might look at yourself as a young person and say, I have a long time. Maybe you can look at, you know, my grandmother went to, uh, uh, she pensioned at 60. She lived for another, 90, uh, uh, another 45 years. No, another 35 years. 60, she died at 95. So you might look at yourself and say, no, I'm 60, I'm old. You play games. The mother to Queen Elizabeth died at 101. You know 101? 101 is a long time. Can you imagine if you are going to live until 101? Ask your neighbor, if you were to live until you, until you are 100, what will you do? Because if you have no purpose, you see, purpose is not to say, oh, in 10 years I'm going to do this. It's to have a meaning. This is what I live for. In other words, everything that I do is guided, directed by these little things that I believe in. We, we are where we are. We were talking about it yesterday to say, when I came into the ministry, I was guided by certain principles. And today, they, they have spread almost across the world, and I'm received elsewhere. But when I started, I never thought that much. The only thing that drove me was to preach Jesus Christ crucified. And that was it. And this is the challenge I want to give to you to say, purpose is fulfilled within time. In other words, if you don't take this time seriously, you might not have the opportunity again. For a young woman, your beauty is for a season. Did you know? I have one, one of our young women in the church many years ago. 
we're talking. And uh, she has been proposed for more than 10 times by very good people. And she has always said what? No. <laughs> because she believed she must love. So I, I said to her, you have missed the point. It's not for a woman to love. I say that's why most women are frustrated because they are the ones who are in love with the boy and the boy is not in love with them. And if a man is not in love with you, I tell you, you will pay. No, it's true. So I said to the young woman, why did you say no to all these men? Why did you say no? I said, next time I the mood. I did my heart, I didn't feel like it. I said, have you heard the English word fall in love? How do you fall? You work on it. To fall in love is something, you know, to fall in love, you don't make the decision, isn't it? So, you have to understand that there is a season that only exists if you are not going to make up your mind. 2018, these are the things I want to do. I want to keep my heart to it. I want to labor, work hard, cut certain friends in my life because you will eat my time. There are certain people that waste your time. There are certain, you might have had a boyfriend for five years. Why do you have a boyfriend for five years who doesn't want to marry you? What is his intent? Where is he taking you to? Are you, are you on the same path or he's going somewhere? I don't know you understand. It's, it's like you are too quiet. So you have to understand that purpose is fulfilled within time. As a young woman, you can only give children until a certain age. There are certain things you cannot achieve until you have reached. That's why I say, for now, there are things I might wish to do. In the days past, I will climb the top of my house without using a stepladder. I used to do it. I will paint my whole roof single-handedly, and I will be taking 20 liters of paint, take it up on the roof single-handed without using a ladder. Today, just going on the roof is an effort. Let alone trying to do it without a stepladder. I know without a stepladder, by the time I come back, I tell you, my body will be telling all the stories that I'm no longer as young as I used to be. Now, there is a season and a time. So, my challenge to you is that be conscious and aware that purpose, is, it works within a time. Purpose, we said the definition of purpose is the reason for which something exists. Why do you exist? Can you ask your neighbor, why do you exist? What was the manufacturer's intent about your life? Hallelujah. Yeah. Why do you exist? What, what is it? Purpose is a means to an end, not an end in itself. Most of the time, everybody will say, no, I want to do this for myself. That's why most people never achieve much. There is very little that they achieve for themselves. So I said, number one, Purpose is fulfilling, uh, is fulfilled within time. Live as if you only have today. Can you tell your neighbor, live as if you only have today? Yeah. So be nicer to people. Can I tell you, as I grow in the things of God, I learn that my opinion don't matter much. I, I, I've learned there are certain things that don't matter anymore. They are insignificant. The book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 16 says, redeem the time. Save the time. Ephesians 5 16. Redeem the time because the days are evil. We're talking with the leaders. You know, my, my heart has gone for, for girl children. You know, when as we, we do ministry in the township, there are certain things you are exposed. I was in Mamelodi recently. And when, when, when a girl child doesn't take education very seriously, they open themselves to more hurt, more pain. Can I ask that we shouldn't be working anymore, please? Otherwise, we are not going to achieve. In our, in our church, we don't work much. When we preach, everybody gets seated. And when we are done, it's then that you... You can go to the bathroom. If your cell phone is ringing, you just tell them, I'm in church. You don't, you don't even answer the phone. You know, there is a, I got a phone call, and uh, when I listened to it, it was a machine trying to talk to me. 
And I realized this machine is wasting my time. And I'm in a serious meeting. And I, I stood as if this is, this is a serious meeting. This is a serious call. So I want to challenge you. Let's work on that. Amen? So purpose is fulfilled within time. So just know you have a specific time. You might, not, you might think, oh, I'll live until I'm 50. You might not reach 50. You might think, oh, I might die tomorrow, which is a good idea to think about death tomorrow. And you might live for 100 years. But if you have purpose and intent, then you achieve much more. I never thought in my short life I will have gone so far beyond our borders to have done some work. And the issue, the driving effect is redeeming the time. Making sure that every opportunity you are given, you take advantage of it and use it. John chapter 4 verse 34. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish the work. My will, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish the work. So God has a purpose about your life and God has sent you as a messenger to us so that through your life we may benefit greatly out of it. Number two, time is a gate that we need to possess to be fruitful. Let me repeat, time is a gate that we need to possess to be fruitful. You want to achieve, just know you have a specific time to go to school, to get a degree. Some degrees is three years. Others are four years. Others is seven years. But, you know, after you have studied for seven years, you still realize you, it's just a degree. You know a degree? Small bit of knowledge. You don't know all things. There is still more that you don't know. If you go the following year to register, there will still be something for you to learn. So, even though you know there is that space. I was talking to somebody who doesn't seem to want to go to school. And I said, you see, at your age, you are young enough to go to school. It's very easy to go to school at your age. And to be fruitful. But there's going to be a time when, even if you want to go to school, it's going to be ten times harder for you to go to school. You see, when I started working, I wanted to go back to school uh, as a full-time student and attend in the evening, the evening class. My job didn't allow me. Sometimes we'll knock off at eight. So even though I've registered and paid and tried to speak to my supervisor and my manager, they told me there's nothing we can do. Do your job. If you are able to finish early, you can go to class. And because as well, I needed the job, I didn't abandon the job to take my lesson. I never completed uh, that course. I had to altogether look for a Saturday class that I, 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 so my, my challenge to you is that time is a gate that we need to possess to be fruitful. If you take the time you have lightly, you will not do well. When our church started uh, many years, it's 20 years ago, within the first five years, we have achieved so much that quite a number of people were asking the question, are we getting assistance from foreign uh, churches or somebody from our side? And I said, the main thing that makes us to achieve and even us, that consistently helps us to achieve is because we understand we are working within a short space of time. There is nothing like, oh, I have the time, I will do it. As a young person, I will say to you, you can achieve a lot if you can learn to do certain things now. If you can put your heart to it, you will do more. The Bible says in the book of uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, there is a time to be born and a time to die. Remember that time lost cannot be regained. If you refuse to do certain things now, or you refuse to make a decision from now on, every year I revisit my friends. And most of my friends, I've cut them out. I only have two friends now. Only two. I don't have many friends. And the other one, we had to sit down and I said, I don't think you are adding value. Every time I speak, you criticize me. I said, I don't want, I have more people who are criticizing me and you are my friend. Every time we speak, you are hard on me. I said, I don't know why. Then I, we bet, you better go your way and I go my way so that I know I have a critic. But you are not my friend. If every time we sit, you are looking at the mistakes I'm doing. Correct me, but help me to look at the good things I'm doing so that I can do those good things more. So I said to him, let's sit down, let's talk about it. He's a very close friend. And we had to sit down. And I said to him, 
this is where I'm going. Are you going there? And all of us, we realize we, we still are doing the same thing. We're going in the same direction. And I say, this is great. This is awesome. This is powerful. So this is the same challenge that I'm giving to you to say, for you to be able to move forward, just know that time is a gate to possess, uh, that you need to possess. In other words, you need to, time management, you need to manage your time. If you don't manage your time, you are going to fail. In the past, you know, we have a big church. Now with uh, many other churches in the city, it's quite a lot of people that we have. I had to learn to preach to two, three people. Is that fine? So now it's no longer an issue. Wherever I go, I know the Bible says God is in the presence of where two or three are there. In a sense, you can do much more. Jesus said the 12. You can do much more with the handfuls than with my church full. They are, they are on holiday. Some of them are not on holiday. They might be sleeping in their flat because they slept 4 a.m. today watching movies. But because they don't understand that there is a frame of time that they have. One of the things I learned, I like taking notes. I take notes more than most people. And one of the things I learned very young is that every time I'll be given a chance to speak somewhere, so these notes will always be helping me. Either I'll build on them or, you know, I'll continue my research using them. And then we had a guy that was supposed to have gone to Bible school with us. He believed that he was already in the ministry, so he didn't want to learn from anyone. What he forgot was that he only had a specific time, and he was asked by one of the most powerful senior pastors to say, can you please go to Bible school? And he refused. He says, I'm already in the ministry. I don't know if you understand. It's like I'm saying to Muruti Tsepo, he has Bible school, and he's part of our membership in the church. I can see the gift of God. I can see the grace of God upon your life. Please, can you go to Bible school? You are not even going to pay. I'll pay for you. And he says, no, I'm already in the ministry. I'm anointed already. Then from there, you are no longer going to be leading any prayer here. Your anointing, this anointing you think you have, you are not going to use it here because here we want people who can follow through and be very good students. And the unfortunate part of it, the man is nowhere because he missed the point that time is a gate that needs to be possessed to be fruitful. He needed to have taken the opportunity. I've got the young children that we have sent as missionaries uh, uh, five of them. When I said go, they didn't ask them many questions. They said, yes, we will go. Now, what they are doing, they are taking possession of time. For now, the other children might look like, oh, we are doing very well, but when they come back, they'll be ten times better than them. Do you remember Daniel Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? The advantage they have is that time was given to them to be trained. And they took advantage. And I want to believe there were others who looked at it and said, I will not do that. You better kill me. I will not serve. So that's the challenge. John chapter 10, verse 7. It says, Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the ship. And uh, it says, I am the door of the ship. John 10, verse 9. says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved will go in and out and find pasture. So even with us, to gain access to time, we have to understand Jesus is the door. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Yeah. I remember many years ago, after I got born again, one young man, I went to the movies, to the movie house. I sat in the movie house. And during the interval, we used to have interval when we go to the movie during the interval, when we were buying some Zimbas and drinks, uh, he came to me and says, you are born again, don't be here. And he ridiculed me. He says, you know, this is rubbish. What is to be born again? And years later, when, when I met the person, years later, I looked at him, I looked at myself, and I realized I have made the right choice, he has made the bad choice. Because life will deal with you according to your understanding. And I realized his understanding, he thought at that young age, he was wiser because maybe he had a girlfriend 
and I didn't because I, I was a born-again Christian, so I never had a girlfriend. But Jesus says, I am the door. I entered through the door and that brought. So time is a door that enables us to possess greater things in life. Amen? Number three. Time guides your season and activates Time guides your season and activities within your season. So, there are certain things that time will activate. I have the privilege today to go with some of the greatest people in, 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 in today's life. What you would call top of the top in the Christian, Christian dome. And when you look at it, it's because time has guided, this season that I'm in, time has guided me to such great people. And somebody was saying, oh, what do you do? How did you, I said to somebody, you know, I, I must always remind myself that it's a privilege to be close to certain people. It's just this season. And tomorrow, that same door can be closed. Imagine somebody. Can you tell anybody, this is just a season. Don't forget, seasons, they come and they go. As a young person, you might not realize that your season has come. You might not realize that this is your time. And you are thinking, I'll always have the time that I have. We, many years ago, well, we were at the university. We just came out of the university. I, I met my wife at the university at the time. And uh, fine, I got married to my wife. And then I, we had a friend who proposed one young woman. And the woman said, no, I'm not interested. You know, university. University life, you feel like I'm on top, isn't it? <laughs> University life came and passed. So somebody got a job, moved somewhere. And then all your friends, you have to start new friends. Because if you don't get some, if you are at the university and nobody's seeing you, we rest assured, it might be very long before somebody sees you again. And a year passed, two years passed. And when he met with, with my wife and some of their friends, and the woman said, yeah, I remember so-and-so proposed to me. Now I'm thinking seriously, I might have made the wrong choice. And I notice he has not yet married. You girls, can't you help me? My wife said, we'll see what we can do. And they told the brother, they said, you know, I remember. They were just making it like casual. We remember your proposal and so what happened? And the brother was talking. Then they said to him, why don't you go again? But already the sister was already sending some uh, signal, you know, because... When, when you are not conscious that time will pass. Let me tell you, I, I've learned a young preacher is a powerful preacher. You know, when I was a young preacher, there were senior ministers who never took me seriously. And maybe today, because you are being admired by many people, you are thinking this will always be the case. You will be shocked. Tell your neighbor, you will be shocked. Let me tell you, if your father is still alive, you will die one day. The security, the protection, the guidance they give you, don't take it for granted. I know you are not hearing me. It's time. You, you see, you are within frame. Your, your parents, they've been where you are now. Yes. Where you are going. You think, oh, you are smarter, you are wiser. Solomon puts it this way, whatever that is new has been. So you might look at yourself and say, oh, I'm the greatest thing that has happened. So, oh, awesome, you are the greatest thing that has happened. Okay, we'll see. And then you soon discover you are really not the greatest thing that has happened. Because after a certain period of time, you will discover for yourself. Can we read together 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11? We are talking about time guides your season, number three, and activities within a season. There are certain things that within that season have to be done. I'll use the example of summer. It's a time to plant. We plant our crops, you know. So that, that season when it has come, if you don't plant, when winter comes, you can't plant and say, I'm going to, to harvest. No, those activities have to be done within a season. When that season passes, the activities can no longer be done. Or if you are doing them, you will have to do what they call greenhousing. Have you seen the greenhousing? 
in, in England is snowing now, but they've got greenhouses. So they will be planting crops, creating artificial uh, season for the plants. They will be fooling the season that it is, it is spring. You know, they must now germinate, create that, sheet up the, the greenhouse so that they are able. But yourself, within that season, and Paul writes very nicely here, he says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Can you tell your neighbor, please put away childish things. Yeah, some of us are thinking, oh, things will be the same. You know, one of the things we are learning as we grow older, some of our friends are losing their wives and, and, and so forth. And uh, one of the, I wouldn't use it as a case, but one of the most difficult things is that you should be, your, your spouse should be the first one to die. They say, the one who remains behind, they are the ones who suffer more. And I've seen it. A husband dies, the wife dies, and everything gets messed up. Because for now, the person you have, you might not appreciate them. Hey, man, for this. Yeah, you might look at Katie as a prophet. I can do without. Yeah, hey, prophet. It's not easy. Tell your neighbor, it's not easy. You know why people after they, they've been abused and beaten and they go back to the same person? It's that same loneliness. And you're hoping things will change, things will be better. So Paul here is giving us an understanding that I have thrown away because the season for those things have passed. I've thrown away those things. I'm no longer a child. I'm no longer doing childish things. Number four, let me move faster. Those who do not recognize time get delayed in life. Tell your neighbor, those who don't recognize time, say it like you mean it, those who do not recognize time get delayed in life. I'll tell you the story. You, you will find it in Matthew 25, verse 1 to 13, because of the number of verses. It tells about the ten virgins. You remember, they went to a wedding. They were invited. It was a night affair. Everybody came with their lantern or their torches. And when they arrived, they were enjoying themselves dancing. Like now, your life looks like young. You know, you are young, I have time, I'm going to dance. Let me tell you, if you use your time now as a young person, you are highly disciplined, extremely strict on yourself. You just need about 10 years to do that, to, to take care of yourself, to learn the principle of hard life, of sacrifice. Then from there, your life will be easy. But if you don't, then you will suffer. Then the, these ten virgins, they went, they enjoyed themselves, the sun was out, everybody was doing whatever, they forgot to do the, the important thing. It's like you are a full-time student at the university, your friend during the day is reading and doing the assignment, at night he says, let's go out. And you, you are the nocturnal one, who's supposed to be reading at night? You know, during the day, maybe you are sleeping, uh, or you are doing other things, but you better... You feel better to read at night. Then when he says, let's go, you go with them. And then you discover, when the exam comes, you are not ready for the exam. Life is like that. The, the five other versions, they didn't prepare themselves fully to the challenges of the night. And when they heard that the bridegroom was coming, they said to themselves, hey, we, 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 we are looking for the oil, for our torches, for our lanterns. And the other guy says, go to the, those who sell oil. Maybe you will find. And when they came back later, they found the door has been locked. There are certain opportunities that only come at a specific time. After that, the opportunity is gone. Am I talking to somebody? I think I'm talking to somebody. Hallelujah. So as we look into 2018, don't do the things of last year or of this year and say, oh, I still have the time. No, you don't have the time. Work in such a way that you do well. I've said to some of our young people, I said, give me 10 years of your life. Let me guide you. See with my eyes. Refuse to, re to resist what I tell you. You know, when you are young, when we tell you the truth, you resist it. Don't tell me about it. But I said, give me 10 years and you will see your life will be better. You will be like the five, five uh, virgins. Your life will go far, you'll go higher, you'll do much more. 
So I want to challenge you therefore today that be wise that you prepare yourself much earlier. At where we are as the year starts, starts good and great habits. Number five, when you fail to recognize the season in life, then your life will fail. This is a story, one of the powerful stories, Matthew 25, verse 9 to 10. Uh, the woman, the, when, when, when these uh, five virgins asked him for oil, they were asking, could you please give us something? Listen to what they said. They said, no, lest there be not enough for us and for you. Some of the friends you are keeping today, they will not be your friends in five years. Did you know? Okay, let me take you into a journey of life. The people you were with, if you went to kindergarten, that you were very close and you were calling them your friends, you were doing night overs. What do they call it? Sleepovers. Are you aware today, you can't even sit together and talk about anything significant. And let me tell you my story. When I came back, I think six months or a year, my first semester after the university, when the university closed in June, I went home. When I met my metric friends, we couldn't even had, have much of things to talk about. They were in another wavelength. I was in another wavelength. When I graduated, when I finished, when I got married, it was too far. Because I married very young, and everybody else was telling me I'm young. Because their way, their way, the way they think, we call it traditional. You know traditional? It's the way that leads to poverty. Everybody tells you, you are still a child. You can't do these things. You are still a baby. You buy, buy yourself a car. Go and play around. What they don't tell you is that you're going to learn habits that are going to become a hindrance to your great life. Addictions. You're going to struggle because you never committed your life to anything significant. May the Lord help us. So the, the virgins, they said, no, we are not going to help you. Go and look for help for yourself. So don't be deceived by the current friends you have and think these are the best friends. I give you five years. We'll see if you'll still be having your friends. One of my friends that I have it's almost 18 years we've been friends. 18. Friends. Close. Working together. And it's the one that I was saying to him, I don't think we are, your friendship is helping me now, these days. I said, let's talk about it because I don't feel free anymore. When I say this, you come with some alternative. So you are not enabling me. Flow with me at least. And recognize some of the things I've done. So, in, in the time that you have, be cautious that it's only limited. Number six, it is therefore critical that you possess the gate of time in your life. The book of Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, Now, faith is the main word there. Sorry. The main word there is now. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Just understand that this is the moment you have. That's now. You don't have any other time other than now. I watched on television, they showed cars of people who have died. This, this past season. I always watch uh, on the news, the, one of the Houting, I think is a minister of transport or social development. The woman was speaking on television and she said, we caught two people driving fast and they were girls. I mean, she was shocked. She says, you know, in the days past, it's boys who are driving wild, isn't it? But not anymore. What do you think? And you are thinking it's big girls. No, no, no. These are tiny ones that you think they are afraid of even a cockroach. But they are not afraid to drive 160. They say somebody was driving almost 140 on an 80 zone. You know, it's, it's direct to jail. You know, you know on Monopoly. Go to jail, don't go to begin, go directly to jail. Immediately you drive 40 k's above the speed limit. We don't even negotiate. You have to go to, to jail. Have, the magistrate has to, to take you, and you might, you might be sentenced, or maybe pay 20,000, 30,000 as a fine, or 12, year, uh, 12, 12 months uh, jail. But think about it. The car in that speed, if you are to, to get involved in an accident, so just understand this part that time is critical. It's very important to understand this that your time is now. 
Failure to possess the gate of your life or recognize the season in your life leads to frustration and hopelessness. Part of the frustration and hopelessness that we see in our people is specifically because they've left the opportunity that time has given to them. May the Lord have mercy with us. I said, may the Lord have mercy with us. The book of Isaiah, chapter 60, verse 1, and 2 says, arise and shine. Can you tell your neighbor, arise and shine? You see, there is only a season. I was saying to our young people, my desire moving forward is that by the time they reach 25, 30, there must be celebrities already. They must be known. You see, by the time when I came into the ministry, I achieved so much that I became known. It's very important that you become known. Tell your neighbor, it's important that you become known. You must be a celebrity. It must be your passion to be known. Why should you pass quietly? Ask your neighbor, why should you pass quietly? Or is it humility? It's not humility. Jesus caused a stay. Within three years of his ministry, the priest could not sleep. The young prophets are doing a good job. Every new prophet that comes in, he causes a stay. It makes the old pastors uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah, the, young, the old pastors, they are happy. The young pastors, they want more. So they believe God for more. The things they do. They, so my challenge to you is that failure to possess the gate of time, you'll become frustrated and hopeless. So you need to make the decision now. These are my plans. I'm going to work. And the key, work closely with people who have got, who have got direction in their life. Don't pair yourself with people who are going nowhere. Can you tell your neighbor, don't pair yourself with people who are going nowhere. Hey. Where are your friends going? Are you sure where your friend is going? Where, where is, is he taking you? You know, it, many years ago I visited my village. I was with my cousins. I was born again. And uh, it was December. So as we, we went around in the village... They decided that I needed a girlfriend. Can you believe it? They decided I needed a girlfriend, so they started first by saying, oh, can you drink uh, just one glass? I said, no. They said, drink a beer. I said, no. They said, drink a wine. I said, no. I don't want to drink those. Then as we were going, they've already decided and even told the girl that I'm available. You see, when you don't have a plan, people are going to make the plan for you. They're going to decide what is it that they want you to be. They, they took me to a party. They've already made up their mind. They even have gotten a girlfriend for me to say, this will be a great night uh, for you. And I looked at it and I said, that's not my life. I will not allow myself to, to go that low. And this is the challenge that you have, that frustration and hopelessness the issue that others should guide you, others should decide who's going to be your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Sometimes it's because you have missed the seasons of your time. May the Lord have mercy. My time has gone. Okay. Let me just give you the, the other subtopics, the, the other lines. Number eight, time is given to all equally an opportunity to all who have eyes to see. The book of Ecclesiastes 9 verse 11 it says, I return under the sun, and it says that the race is not to the swift. In other words, those who run fast are not necessarily the ones who are going to win. Don't be fooled that somebody who's driving nicely, dressing well, are going to be well in life. That's not true. It says here, the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. The fact that somebody is big and strong does not necessarily mean they will win a fight. No bread to the wise. There are a lot of people who are highly educated but they are poor. One of the things that always fascinates me is one of the professors who's an alcoholic, indebted, struggling. Alcohol has defeated him. Highly educated. And, you know, this is where the verse comes in, that bread is not to the wise. The guy struggles. No riches to men of understanding. He's not rich, yet he's highly educated. He teaches everybody about accounting, but himself, he can't manage his own uh, salary. Interesting. Tell your neighbor, interesting. Yes. He says, no riches to men of understanding, no favor to men of skill, but time and chance 
happen to them all. So God has given us time for us to take advantage. As a new calendar year is given to us or extended to us, take advantage of it. Maybe you never went to school. This is the time to make a decision. I'm going back to school. Maybe you never took seriously your qualification. This is the time. Maybe you never took seriously the advice and the counsel of your parents. This is the time to think, to look back. This is the time to reconcile, to go back to those that you might have offended, to say to them, help me. Number nine, those who, who disregard time and season, they will sell their divine birthright and their place in God. This I've seen many a times. I can talk about those that were together as we were growing together, that they sold their birthright, they chose to drink alcohol, they chose to play, and they chose to buy cars, they chose to live big as if they are rich. Most of our people look rich, but they are not. Look to your left, look to your right. Tell your name, but most people look rich, but they are not. Yes. I've seen my friends do the same. They'll go and buy the most expensive car, and yet they come from an extremely poor environment. They want to show that I have arrived, yet they are selling. I mean, we had a friend who was earning about 10000 and bought a car almost 7000 a month. So how will she pay? How will he pay the rent? Because after the deduction, even just paying the petrol into the car, we have to help. Tell your neighbor, be sober. Say it again, be sober. Yes, be sober. Why should you buy clothes on credit? Why should you buy clothes on credit? China is a gift to the world. <laughs> clothes are free, so I don't understand. Maybe because you don't have a good side to dress well, you end up, have to, you always find yourself having to buy the most expensive clothes to tell us, you see, this label is whatever. No, if they don't sit on you, it's unfortunate. But it's true. I've seen people sell their birthright, doing things. We know the story of Jacob and Esau. They did exactly the same in the book of Genesis 25, 29 to 33. And this is the challenge of our modern children. All of them want to look rich. All of them want to live the moment for now. And therefore, don't think that tomorrow is coming. Tonight is not the only night you have. I was saying when, when, when we were finalizing our conference and entering into December, I said to people, by August, September, we'll be having more children because young girls are conceiving now, this time. Free sex for everybody else. No, it's true. Why? Because they are missing the reason, the season. They are missing the time for this season. Yes. Instead of them coming to church, they'll be going next door sucking it over. I saw on Facebook somebody taking a panty off on stage, dancing publicly. No public indecency. There's police and everything. Nobody's doing everything. Innocent. Everybody's clapping for stupidity. Foolishness. Tell your neighbor foolishness. Yes. You are selling away your, your birthright. You are, you are giving it away. There are certain things when you do between the age of 15 25, the most state, you, you will have to work the rest of your life to correct them. That's why we say to parents, your parents, they, have, they are having a struggle to correct their life. Go and talk to your mother and ask your mother. You think you are wild. Your mother was more wilder than you. You used to go out of the window. It's true. It's true. You think you, think you are smart. You, you, you think you know. You don't know anything. No, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, there's nothing new under the sun. When you are asking the question, oh, who's my father? Your mother can't tell you. It's not like she, she knows she wants to keep a secret. No. She was just as wild. I was, I was talking to somebody, and when we were talking, this person tells me, in a night I'll sleep with three men. So by the end of, of a month, how many men has she slept? Because she's going to party every weekend. That is a true story. Tell your neighbor, don't look at him like that. It's a true story. Boys, we are having children everywhere. Is it wisdom? Ask your, your boy who's sitting next to you. Is it wisdom? Oh, it's foolishness. 
hey, okay, let me finish before you stone me and fight me. We are looking into a great year, 2018, isn't it? We are looking into a powerful year, a fruitful year. So we are saying we need to set our pace right so that certain things that everybody else is doing, we will not do them. We will not allow our friends to overtake us to make unnecessary choices for us that naturally we will not have made. We will not allow ourselves to take the easy road even if uh, there is the the long road and we, we think, let's take a shortcut. This is my challenge. May the Lord have mercy on us. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Can we bow our heads together? Can we close our eyes, please? Can we close our eyes? I want you to pray for yourself. I don't know what this season will bring to you. I believe God has a good plan. The book of Jeremiah 11 says, uh, 29, 11 says, God has a good plan for your life. A plan to prosper you, not to harm you. God has an intent to prosper you, to establish you, to take you to the greatest heights that you can ever imagine. I want to, you to pray for yourself, to say, yes, I might have failed in 2017. Yes, my things might not have gone well. I might have, have acted unwisely. But as I enter into this new season, Lord, may I capture the moment, this time. May I enter into the gate of time that my life may be turned around that I may experience your goodness. Even as we have said, Jesus says, you know, I have a good plan for your life, not to harm you, but to prosper you. And he said, you know, I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Please, let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, today. We give you praise. Here we have come today, the last day of the year, which is a Sunday. Looking forward, Lord, to you helping us to make sense of our lives. I pray for each and every man, woman, and child in this place that this calendar year, 2017, Lord, we have done well. And where we have failed, Lord, we pray that you'll give us the strength that as we enter into this new calendar year, 2018, that, Lord, we will do all that is within our power to make sense and to make success of it. I pray today in the name of Jesus for your wisdom upon our children, upon our parents, that the choices we make, Father, they will lead us to get great victories. They will lead us, Father, to show forth strength. We pray as we give thanks that, Lord, give us wisdom, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of power, the spirit of mind, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, that, Lord, we may decide and, Father, discern what is good. Father, we pray even today in the name of Jesus. As the Lord has spoken, He says, I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly. We desire this abundant life. And as we enter into this new season, we pray, oh God, move among us. Move in our company. Touch our life. Transform us by your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. While all eyes are closed and heads are bowed, maybe you are here today, you have come. You have lived your life and you realize I need the grace of God upon my life. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things, whatever you want, all these things will be added unto you. I want to pray together with you. Maybe you are here you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you are saying, Pastor, I want my life to change. I want to be a child of God. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to make right with myself. I want to make right with God. I want to pray together with you. If you are here today, say, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus. I want to make right with God. I want to be born again. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be a child of God. Just lift up your hand wherever you are seated and I'll pray together with you. Is there somebody this morning? I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to be born again. I want to be a child of God. I want my sins to be forgiven. Is there somebody this morning? Just lift up your hand. Let's go!
Yeah.